It's nice to see everybody. It's nice to be here. Um, I hope you're well. If you're not well, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> Just quite important. So um, this evening, the sermon series is God's Promises. So the full title is All I Want for Christmas is God's Promises. So I'm going to talk about just that. Have you ever broken a promise? I have. When I was a teenager, I promised my dad that I would never ride on the back of a motorbike. I did. Dad, sorry. And I always promised him that um, I wouldn't drink too much. I did. Um, I promised I would work hard at school. I didn't. Um, and I promised I would be back by midnight, and I wasn't. So and, um, I broke a lot of promises as a teenager. On our wedding day, I promised Chris that I would obey, and he promised me he would worship. We've definitely broken those promises too. <laughs> My word as, as a child and as a teenager, um, I promised things all the time. And, and they weren't true, and I didn't follow through with them. But we sort of expect that from children and teenagers. But as adults, we hope that our word means more than when we were children. Promises are made all the time that aren't fulfilled. We often use our word or promises, that, uh, uh, the promises so that we get something that we want, um, knowing that there's a chance we won't fill, fulfill those promises. And, and now, as a proper grown-up, I, um, I still break promises, even without really thinking about it. I'll be back in 10 minutes, I promise. I'll clean the oven, I promise. I won't be late. I often am. So we all make promises all the time, and we all break them all the time. Look at our politicians, for example. We are so used to them breaking their promises or making promises that they don't keep. We lose our trust and our faith in them. We can bring it down to everyday examples and saying, we are going to do things and just don't do them, from little things like putting the bins out to getting the car service, to big stuff like husbands and wives promising they'll be faithful to one another and you're not able to keep those promises. Human beings are inconsistent. We lie or we forget. We just can't be bothered to keep our promises to each other. One of the things that makes the character of our God so beautiful is that he is not like us. When he makes a promise, he will keep that promise. He doesn't change his mind like we do. He doesn't get too busy and forget what he said he would do. He doesn't make a promise only to get what he wants. God is perfectly holy, consistent, and will never do anything to contradict who he is. That includes always following through with his promises to us. What he says is true, and what he says he will do, he does. God's promises will be kept. Many of them have already been fulfilled. Today we're looking at the promise of um, the Messiah's first coming. Today, the promise of his coming is the promise that we're going to celebrate at Christmas. So we're going to look at Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 to 2. 
I put this um, chapter, this verse, these two verses into context. At the time when Isaiah is, is writing this, he's talking to the Israelites who are at war with the Assyrians, and it's a really scary time. They're having a terrible time. Their lands are being savaged. They're being viciously attacked. There is unrest and destruction all around them. Then here comes Isaiah, right into the middle of all this chaos, saying, there will be no more doom, there will be no more gloom here in Israel. There will be no more anguish. One day, the present situation will no longer be. One day, this will be the, in the past, and one day, this situation will be different. In, I, in Isaiah 9, verse 2, it says, One day, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who dwell, dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them a light will be shone. But in their present situation, they couldn't see that this might be true. And then we go on to verse 6 and 7, and he goes on to tell the Israelites about their saviour. Not a great warrior, not a politician, not a powerful king or a dynasty. No, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. And his name shall be called a wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of the peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Isaiah wrote that 700 years before the coming of Jesus Christ. God, through Isaiah's promise, God, through Isaiah, promised that this would happen. He promised that he would save our world. A saviour was on his way in the form of a baby, a helpless, needy, reliant baby. And that baby was reliant on the people he came to save. He would be a king with no riches, a king with no crown, with no land and with no home, a servant to those he came to save. He came from heaven to earth to become a man. And how humiliating that must have been. The second person in the Trinity, God Almighty, humbled himself and will never now not be a man. He will be fully God and fully human. In Philippians 2, 6 to 11, it says, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being enthroned in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. I love this passage. It's my favorite passage because it talks about the nature of Jesus, the love of my life, my friend, my guide, my refuge, my counselor, the light in my darkness. Jesus is my hero. And God promised us that Jesus would be amazing. Amazing. 
and he was telling us the truth. God didn't let us down. He didn't let us down then, and he won't let us down now. God keeps his promises. I promise he does. Our love for God is grounded in the fact that we can trust him and we can trust what he says in the Bible. But I have to be honest with you. My relationship with God is very childish at times and I really struggle to trust him. I question his wisdom all the time, especially when I look at the mess that our world is in. And when I see the suffering and I see the cruelty, and I really question God. When I see the broken hearts and the shattered lives, I find it hard to trust. And when I see loss and grief, I question God's wisdom. I fight with him over it. He's very patient with me. And sometimes I get scared that this might be all we have and that the Bible might not be true and that this life is all there is. And at times I'm holding on to my faith by my fingertips. It's hard for me to be honest with you and with myself, but I wouldn't be telling you the truth if I said that my life and my relationship with God was always happy, clappy, and fun, fun. It's not always fun, and sometimes it's really difficult. And I'm not proud of how I feel, but I'm telling you this because sometimes life can be difficult for all of us, and that it's hard to believe in God and all his promises all of the time. But I think that that's okay. We're only human, and God understands us, and he understands what makes us tick. And God has never promised us an easy life with no disappointment and no pain and no sadness. He has never said that. And he never said that in the Bible. He has never promised that we would get everything we want. He doesn't say that being a Christian will get us a free pass to a prosperous, comfortable life. He never said that. We have no idea what's around the corner. But I believe that God will lead us along the best and the straightest path. It helps me to have a rant and God's big enough to take it. But then I think it's really helpful to get back to the Bible and look at what God promises us. If you're ever having a wobble, try to get back to the promises in the Bible. And if you don't know where to find them, just Google God's promises in the Bible and you'll find them. And that will really help you, as it really has helped me. But God didn't promise that he would give us an easy life. But he did promise us Jesus. And Jesus came in all his glory. And he promised us that Jesus would be resurrected from the dead. And he was. And he promises us everlasting life. And we will have it. He has promised to bind up our wounds and restore our souls. He has promised he would be with us always, 
even until the end of time. He has promised that we would live with him one day. He has promised us that he would come back. He has promised us that he loves us more than we will ever understand. He has promised us that he made us special and he knows us individually better than we know ourselves. He's promised us he would show us the best way to live. He's promised us he will listen to us when we pray. He promised that nothing we have ever done or will ever do is so bad that we can't be forgiven. He has promised us he will never stop loving us. He has promised us his peace. He has promised us eternal life. And if you are struggling, just look to God's promises uh, to us. It will lift your heart and it will sustain your soul. So in times of hardship and disappointment and doubt, hold on to God's promises because these are truth and these are forever and we can trust in God for who he is and he will never, ever let us down. He does not change. And in the midst of so much political, economic, social and personal unrest, we are served by and loved by a God who is a rock and we can stand on that rock in the midst of a constantly shifting sands. He gave us Jesus. What other hope do we need? Amen.